Back in 2019, hundreds of people took to the streets in Puerto Rico to demand the resignation of then-governor Ricardo Rosselló. Protesters demanded he step down immediately after a series of text messages between him and his close circle of powerful friends were leaked. Rosselló, who was in vacation at the time, arrived at the airport to be received by protesters brought together by the Colectiva Feminista en Construcción, a feminist activist group. The sentiment in the island only grew, with the small demonstration in the airport turning into a series of mass street protests that toppled his government in a matter of weeks. This was a culmination of furious rejection towards the mass corruption that is deeply rooted in our government. They were challenging a sitting governor, a political system from outside of the establishment that ruled the island. And they claimed victory when Governor Rosselló announced his resignation. I mean, simply amazing. Not the fact that it had to come to this. Not the exhaustion we all have towards the Puerto Rican government. You know, that siempre más de lo mismo mentality. But the power displayed on the collective people who simply had enough. This has been the greatest grassroots movement I have ever seen in the island. And yes, maybe we still have that más de lo mismo feeling since our government and its political parties are still corrupt. But the times are changing. There was a shift, however slight, when the people used their power, when they displayed their objection to a higher power, and publicly voiced their opinions to oust a governor who was not working for them. We are stronger together. We all have a voice and we have a right to be listened to by those who claim to govern us. When people feel that their voices are ignored, they resort to drastic measures, some good and some violent. For example, on March 1st, 1954, four members of the Puerto Rican Nationalist Party, which included Lolita Lebron, Rafael Cancel Miranda, Irving Flores, and Andres Figueroa traveled to Washington, D.C. and opened fire on the House floor. Five congressmen were wounded. They were protesting for an independent Puerto Rico and ended up with 50 years in prison. One thing we know for sure, we have witnessed countless acts of violence in our past, from those who want the system to change and from those who want to keep the system in place. There has been a lot of debate between our commonwealth, pro-statehood, and independence in the island, which usually culminates in corruption, lies, and many lives lost. On July 25, 1978, two young pro-independence Puerto Rican activists were brutally killed in a police ambush. This is what's known as the Cerro Maravilla incident. The two young men, accompanied by an undercover police officer posing as a fellow member, planned to set fire and sabotage several communication towers on the island to protest the unjust imprisonment of five Puerto Rican freedom fighters. The undercover cop had alerted the police to wait for them on the mountain top. Once there, the two young men were killed. Now, this is one of the most controversial events in Puerto Rico's political history. And what followed was a long 
process of contradictory stories piled on top of a police cover-up. You see, initially the cops stated that they had acted in self-defense once the activists started shooting, with then-Governor Carlos Romero Barceló even praising their heroic actions to prevent a terrorist attack. But the truth always comes out, and the holes on the official story prompted the Justice Department and the FBI to perform their own separate investigations. They weren't able to find sufficient evidence of any wrongdoing, but new investigations were performed between 1981 and 1984, which brought to light a plot to assassinate the activists and a possible conspiracy by high-ranking officials to cover up the killings. Now, I've been thinking a lot about protesting lately, especially with everything that's going on in the states. I mean, the Women's March, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, voting discrimination, elections. I mean, it's a lot. I think when we see people protest on the streets, and please know I'm talking about black and brown protesters, there's always this underlying issue to try to prove who's right, like two sides of the coin. In one, the protesters are violent and seek to vandalize, in the other, the system is corrupt and stacked against the protesters. People always want an angle. Demanding to pick a side, you have to pick a side, right? It actually makes me think of a line from the movie Ever After, which is, by the way, one of my absolute favorite movies and my favorite Cinderella live action. The line goes, if you suffer your people to be ill-educated, and their manners corrupted from infancy, and then punish them for those crimes to which their first education disposed them, what else is to be concluded but that you first make thieves and then punish them? I think about this quote because I have seen the shock and fear some people have when protesters take to the streets, because they break windows and vandalize some stores, in fact, they care more about these doors than what the people are protesting for. If the system is rigged against the poor, the different, the other, and they make it impossible for them to reach the highest levels of leadership where changes can be made, then aren't they just making thieves and then punishing them? Although I do not condone violence, and when I say violence, I mean to one another. I have no sympathy for a couple of Target stores that lost some revenue. I do know that protesting is the only tool we have left, the only tool that, as a collective, we can use to change what's unjust and for our voices to be heard. So until we all have a seat at the table, I see no reason to stop marching on. So to close, I leave you with a couple of quotes from attorney, politician, President of the Nationalist Party and Harvard grad, Pedro Alviso Campos. The first one. Young people have a duty to defend their country with weapons of knowledge. To consult a nation if it wants to be free or not constitutes an offense. Free determination and the right to be free from colonialism should not be submitted to a referendum. And finally, when tyranny is law, Revolution is order. To all my fellow activists out there, I hope you keep marching on. Era su boca un coral, de 
sus dientes, perlas del mar. 